Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. Care Barn Girl Podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me, Samantha Balch. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing okay. It gets dark mm-hmm. at like four now. And that's mm-hmm. uh that hasn't been fun for me. You, you you do you how much time do you get to spend in actual sunlight? Um, let's see. If I open on the days that I open, it's the sun is up when I'm leaving, so that's great. And then, oh, so I would say a good eight hours. Yeah, it, which I yeah. I would love more, or I would just love if we shifted it and the sun like went down at like six thirty seven. But no, it goes down at four. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm not used to that. So yeah. we are adjusting. You we get a, a lot of flashlights outside, though, so that's really <laughs> fun. You got a? Do you have a a LED headlamp? I do not, but we have a. One thing we've been doing is I bring a bunch of rubber bands outside, and I attach sure. the flashlights to our little tricycles, and they all zip around the playground like yeah, little, like it's Tron. It's very fun. Yeah, I gotta like that. That sounds like a good yeah. idea. I do want to um, get some some headlamps though, so we can all yeah. wear them and just. Uh... Oh yeah, and blind each other. That'll be great. And yeah. then, then kids will get dazed and they'll be bumping into trees and each other. That'll be. They that'll do that anyway. So it's yeah, fun. yeah. So at least they'll see. At least they'll right. see it happening. Um. So a couple things before we get going. Um. One, I got some thoughts on Bluey. Um, oh, I would love to hear your hot take on Bluey. <laughs> um, well, um, a couple a while back, the I last think half this hour, Australian sheepdog offends you. I'm sorry, Blue, Blue Healer. She's not a sheepdog. She's a Blue yeah. Healer. Well, well, Bluey came up in the last uh, the last uh, happy hour we recorded. I had to cancel the the last one that was scheduled. My voice disappeared for a while. Oh no! Yeah, imagine me not being able to talk. It was horrible. how did you communicate? Um, yeah, um, bunch of flailing. So I just didn't, which was great. Um, so I've been doing for this last year. I've been doing this random song every day thing from Spotify. I've got a website that generates random songs, and the other day, the Bluey theme song popped up. The Bluey and... theme song slaps. The music in Bluey is very good. Do not, don't make this face at me. The music in Bluey is very good. It's music I am down to listen to in the classroom periodically. I think it's lovely. But please, tell the people how you hate it. Well, I pushed play because that's just, I got to listen. If it's, look, if it's un, if it's over four minutes long, I won't listen to it. I don't want to, 
I don't want to listen to your 12 minute long death metal jam. Um, I, I want to listen four to a minute long death metal jam. I'll listen to but 12 I, minutes. We're done. Nope, not even four minutes, three, three <laughs> minutes, 59 seconds. Okay. Four minutes. I, I push, I, I generate another song. So bluey comes on. It's within the, it's when, within the song length that I, it is. I allow for my random song, uh, the, the time of my day I'll devote to this. And so I push play and it just fucking sucked. I mean, my God, what you tell me. Okay. Because look, I'm just a grouchy old man. You tell me what is, what is, what is good about that piece of shit song. So we're talking about the bluey theme. All right. Was it instrumental or the That's what it, the bluey theme. This is from bluey. This is from the bluey album. Oh yeah. Bluey the album. Yeah. Cause they made, they made a whole album. Uh, I mean, uh-huh. I've heard an instrumental version, and it's just like nice and groovy, and I enjoy it. It's just, like, um, it's just a groovy little song. Okay, well, um, I've listened to groovy songs before, and I've listened to that, and that wasn't groovy. So it's just another another on my list of things that uh, that I don't like about Bluey. The fact that it exists is one of them. Because look, if you're going to put kids in front of a screen, okay, you can put them in front of something that claims to be nice and sweet and educational, but sure. it's not. The best thing for young children is to turn off the screen Indeed. and do something else. And so right. we can talk about how Bluey and all that other bullshit out there is is good for kids. But oh, it's- I saying like something like a piece of media is quote unquote good for kids is like getting into some rough territory like just some tricky territory in terms of like what we mean when we say good for kids um if we mean good babysitter then like okay sure yeah and and still that's not good for kids that's good for the adults exactly and and look if you're gonna use the stuff that way that that's cool but but don't don't think it's educational or don't think it's going to to lead to their their no. their moral and social development and but, and a, but, think, but a lot of people buy into that so yeah um uh, anyway if you think of it as just like a piece of entertainment that probably oh you went you, you oh your voice oh, disappeared for a minute am i back oh no yes, I your, your voice is your oh, voice no. is your voice is back my voice is back i feel like if you view bluey as a piece of entertainment like other forms of entertainment that you can just sort of mindlessly watch every now and then that's perfectly chill and healthy and we're having a good time and i don't think we should put it on a pedestal as like the best of anything i wouldn't say it doesn't deserve to exist um personally because i'd rather hear about bluey than like paw patrol but that's just me (laughs) so i don't know I mean, look, we've got the first uh, 10, 15 seasons of The Simpsons. What else do we need? Um, the Simpsons did it, so. Yeah, yeah. Fine. So, um, okay, so there's that. So people can can hate me for hating Bluey. I can't wait um, for all of the uh, Twitter beefs you're going to get in about hating Bluey. Um, so excited. Who, who would know? I wouldn't know. Um, next thing, uh, we had some, uh, look, Sam, got up at the eight. We, we did the, uh, the hypothetical get together, um, episode. And I said, yeah, if we, we did. if we had a handful of people interested, I'd set up a group on the, uh, Playhaven site and, right. uh, and we reached the handful. So I had to set wow. that up. I named it. I named it. Um, so look, listeners, the it's episode, uh, 1058. We talked about that. If you want to go give it a listen, um, yeah, uh, the idea of getting together for a hanging out slash training weekend here at the beach. That's and, literally uh, it, by the way. You don't need to listen to the whole episode. You just got the gist of it. 
Yeah, you know, so there's a few more details there, um, but yeah, that's that's very uh, the the gist of it. And and so I named the group. Um, you gotta uh, bear with me here. It's called the IRL CCBAG WTBGT Contemplation Corner. Oh, Contemplation Corner, which stands for the In Real Life Childcare Bar and Grill Weekend Training uh, Beach Get Together. Uh, I love that. Corner. So uh, that's a place that uh, the the people that are interested in seeing if this can be something that happens or lurking to uh, to, to learn about that can can hang out. So you can click over. It's myplayhaven.com. Uh, so that's what that is. So Sam, you're turning you're turning you're turning thirty. Indeed, I am turning thirty in three days. And look, the message you sent about this the other day, I, I, I got a, I got a feeling of existential dread off of, it was just dripping. I had to put my phone down because it was just dripping with existential dread. You had to go take a shower. I, I, well, no, I, I spent 20 minutes worrying about you. Um, you, you okay, Sam? Um, yes, am. Yes, and. I feel like, uh, to be clear, the uh, topic I suggest I suggested, listeners, I wrote as the ceaseless march of time and inevitability of death. So, uh-huh. <laughs> also something that was going on when I wrote this is that I was in a parking lot of a grocery store in a little shopping center somewhere in the outskirts of Boston. And it turns out that is the shopping center in the outskirts of Boston where I bought my wedding dress. And I only went there one time with my mom and my sister. And then I was back there and I had no idea that's where it was. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, here's where I am. Wow. Time just, the, the day, as Smash Mouth says, the days start coming and they really don't stop coming. Well, no, that's not true. They do stop coming. That's, uh, <laughs> that's apparently that's what- point. That's true. Um, okay, Fair so point. first describe describe the dress. Oh, I mean it was um a hundred dollars and it was in it was very flowy and cute. It was just a cute look. I honestly got it because it was affordable and cute. It had these cute little tulle sleeves and this cute little gold embroidery and then this cute little flowy skirt. And I was like, this is great. And you spent how long shopping else. for it? Oh, I actually only needed 10 minutes because I saw it online and said, that's what I'm going to get. My mom said, well, you have to try on more. I said, okay. And so I tried on a bunch more and I was like, these are silly. I look very silly in these, (laughs) but they were really fun to play dress up. And then what we did was we spent like the next hour letting my sister try on dresses for her maid of honor dress. And that was so much fun because she's (laughs) so cute. We just got to try on so many things. It was so fun. Um, that sounds like exactly the perfect amount of dress shopping, except maybe a little bit too much. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, for you. Good for you. Good for you. So, um, uh, you, you actually inspired me, uh, but an hour before we logged on, I, I, <laughs> well, <laughs> look, I, Live I've talked about dreams. it before. I've got, I've talked about it before. I've got great calves, especially if Ooh, I'm in that heels. That is true. Um, so I'm not opposed to it. Um, if, if Tasha said, Hey, I need to see you in a wedding dress, I'm going to find a wedding dress. I'm going to be in a wedding dress. I don't think anybody else could coax me into one, but her, but, um, 
I, I'm not opposed to it. No, I about an hour before we uh, we logged on, I published over at uh, Play Evolution HQ a a post called Seven Reasons Kids Choose Death Play" because uh, you had me you had me thinking about play. Maybe we can come back and talk about those in a in another episode. Um, so, are you are you fretting? Are you worried about getting older? Are you fretting? Are you are you contemplate? Are, are you what are you contemplating? What's up? I contemplating i feel like i've been old forever mm -hmm. i feel like turning 30 is finally like my age catching up with uh what everyone else thinks i am all the time because for the past at least eight years when i'm in a classroom and people would ask me my age they would say and you're like 30 something and i'd be like i am 25 and they're like oh wow you seem so much older and I'm like what because uh, is it because I'm wrinkly <laughs> like why do I seem older <laughs> and they're like no you just you just you carry yourself older I'm like I don't know what that means <laughs> well maybe like I don't know am I becoming more like what's the word that I'm looking for um like do do I now have some more authority and credence because I'm like not in my 20s anymore um what does that mean? Does that even matter? Uh, all of the, I think I've talked about this before, all of the ads I get on Instagram are about how all of my eggs are shriveling and dying. And if I'm not a mother, then what am I even doing with my life? Um, a lot of my friends have children and I don't. I'm like, I don't know if I even want to have children at my house. I spend a lot of time with them and they're great, but whoa, there's so much work. You have to constantly feed them. Oh, they you eat and, every day. <laughs> and you know, if if you feed them every day, then they make messes you have to clean up as well right? because it bigger. takes them forever to figure out how and to take care of that stuff by themselves. Feelings. So there's that. And then there's like, I very much enjoy my job, but am I doing something wrong if I am quote unquote just a teacher because I have friends who were teachers and have left the profession and are doing other things and are happy with what they're doing and I'm happy for them, but I like where I'm at, but also should I be doing more if these are my quote unquote prime earning years? It Yeah, a lot of it I feel like is just some um, strange societal pressure to be something at this moment, but the thing isn't really described fully it's just sort of this ideal and I'm like should I care about that is that am I doing something wrong if like if I feel good about things does anything else really matter I don't know man if you're if you're fretting about it you obviously care about it yeah, but like, do I care about it because I think it's something ridiculous that I want to fight back against and make sure that like my friends and my sister aren't getting caught up in and be like, this messaging is garbage. You like, it doesn't matter. Or uh, like, should I, you know, be, should like, should I be on the admin track or something? Like, should that be something I'm pushing for or whatever like what if I'm if I'm good at where I'm at and I don't have a ton of like quote unquote ambition to get a higher position better position switch to a different kind of teaching etc is that good is that okay is that I feel like it's okay 
but then sometimes I feel like it's not okay. So I'm like, whoa, what are we doing? 30. 30. I heard 30, 25 years ago, um, coming up in January, and I barely remember it. Um, I, I guess that, I guess that in two and a half decades, you'll look back on it and right i'm sure it doesn't actually and, and be even more anxious and frustrated because because <laughs> that's just how i am so well, well well yeah i mean if that's the way you're wired that's the way you're gonna gonna be but um are you are you happy oh yeah i love going to work every day i love coming home every day i am i can think back on so many times when i was so sad with the work I was doing or the conditions I was working in or the way things were going in certain areas and if I was to talk to the 23 year old who had just been told by a public school principal you have three days to fix your classroom or you're fired who thought like her entire life was over I would have been like, oh, it's good. Like, don't, she crazy. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be fine. Like, of course you're going to like, not only are you going to figure this out, but also everything's just going to come together in a way you couldn't have really even thought of. So not thank goodness for this because this is bad and awful and you will carry this around for a while because of the way you're hardwired. But eventually her voice won't bother you anymore because you're going to figure out what makes you really excited to get up and go to work each day and to read about and talk about and figure out what you like doing. I'm like, yeah, that's wonderful. And then there's that other small part of me that's like, but what if you were doing more? What if you actually wrote stuff? What if you actually did more talking to people or presentations or was looking for ways to, you know, share content with people and have more of a leadership role what if you're just making it and you're just some guy so is that coming from a place that that is that's is that coming from within you and it's really you telling yourself to get your shit together and work on those things or is that coming from sort of external pressure from from others that are kind of thinking or that have expectations for you can't it be a little bit of column a and a little bit of column b sure i feel like i feel like there's definitely like i'm the kind of person that has always had the the voice in my head that's telling me to do more and to do better and like a B isn't good enough, it's an A or nothing, like that sort of thinking, which obviously I could not have been born, like that is something I was born into, right? Like that was conditioned into me by various factors in my life. So to break out of that will definitely be like, that is a lot of work. And then there is part of me that just also honestly with myself is like, maybe if you got your shit together and actually did more for the profession, quote unquote, for the profession, like if you were writing more, if you were more active in certain areas, you would feel better about 
some things. But then I also get caught up in like, no, I wouldn't because I would just think there's more and there is no end point. Right? Like this is just, it's a whirlpool that we've created. We're trying to go up an endless staircase and like we can just stop, Sam. We can just stop. No one's, this episode is, no one's going to like this. They're like, this is just some girl complaining for well, 20 I mean, minutes. No, I, I complained for the first six minutes. Why, um, why am I, why is it still listening? So what, what does, what does, uh, what does getting your shit together? What's that look like? You've, you've used that phrase a couple times. What's that look like? Well, if Apparently your shit is in disorder. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of quilting projects on my floor right now. So that's like a very literal thing that I feel like is sort of disorganized. Um, but I could very literally get together. Um, I think there's there's a part of me that's like, how would I explain it? I no longer defend certain things, right, in my practice. Like, I do not defend play anymore. Because I, it is just a fact. I, I'm not here to debate what we're doing with two and three-year-olds. This is just what we're doing. And I think maybe if I was able, able, if I shifted my priorities into writing more about that succinctly and getting all of my understandings on paper when, when and you, sharing that you, with people. When you, when you talk with your hands, your mic cuts out. Oh, no, that's a bummer. Okay, I'm going to sit on my hands real quick. Um, If I did more, like, actually writing about it and talking about it and having research about it and being able to, like, speak with some level of authority on things, that might be more helpful for me in order to not connect with like people I work with and people I talk to, but also just feel more like, hmm. I can't think of how to phrase this in a way that I don't hate. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. We'll decide yeah. if I hate it because I'm the, okay, that's I'm the decider. <laughs> I think I'm constantly in this zone of feeling like I need to prove myself worthy of the profession and then on the flip side we are operating in a society that does not give a single shit about the profession so i'm trying to prove myself to people that do not care how much i care about it how great it is how important it is all of the intricacies and nuances of early learning and child care you know aren't um fun and sexy talking points and so when there, there's a level of it's not shame but it's it's every time someone asks what I do it's I I feel like I have to constantly be defending it um and proving that I am quote unquote a real teacher and I do real things um and if I feel like that I'm sure many other people do and on, on the one hand, who cares? These are just bozos that I meet periodically throughout my life. Uh, and on the other hand, I care very much because these are the people I work with and I work for 
and they are the best, most wonderful people doing one of the most important jobs in the entire universe, I assume. I don't know what aliens are out there doing. And I hate, hate when I feel like the work of people I so highly value is being disrespected. And so I'm like, hey, if you think I'm great, then I need you to know how important it is so that you don't think these other great people that I work with are just like warm bodies in a room, quote unquote, babysitting. Well, Sam, I find you worthy. Otherwise, you wouldn't be a regular co-host oh, on the you. world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. That's I can't wait you... to get that tattooed on my arm for my that, that's what you, Well, I hope that's going to be your birthday tattoo. Um, that's what, you, <laughs> that's what you, you, you get to tell. Well, I'm an early learning professional and a co-host on the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. I mean, uh, they can't, I mean, they can't prove that that's not true. Um, I've been saying it for oh, yeah three quarters of a year now and, and nobody uh, does want to prove that's not true why are you so obsessed with us answer me that yeah yeah um so let's play hypothetical sam oh god so do you have glasses you can put on do you want to be sam <laughs> <laughs> wear a turtleneck what what does i mean what does sam uh at 35 look like Oh gosh. Um, with my jeans, I probably have more gray hair, which I'm actually very okay. For. Not physically look like. <laughs> my mom went gray really young, so I'm like, yes, bring it on. I want it. What? What? I mean, where do you? Where do you want to be? What do you want to be doing five years from now? So here's also what's really fun that I've been dwelling on. And you know this about me, and many listeners know this about me. I have no choice in where I live. Uh, maybe that's actually not true. I probably have a good 15% sway in the things that happen in my life because my husband is in the military. So I do not have the opportunity to like build a career at a school because we're moving every two years and I don't know where we're going next. So probably in five years, will have moved to somewhere different than the next place we move, most likely, if not three places different. So I, and this has been my whole life because my father was also in the military. So I am not used to planning ahead or having long-term goals because- But, but Sam, long-term goals don't do. have to be location dependent. But a little- that they do because if I'm like oh I want to you know be at this school and maybe lean into a part-time admin role part-time teaching role yeah <laughs> probably not gonna but, be at this school uh and if you have those skills you can find that position in true. a similar that's, skill because there is true. demand that's so true. it's it's, it's who also, do you it's, it's not where do you want to be it's who do you want to be five years from now oh man um I want to be in the classroom at least for some amount of time. That mm -hmm. is, that's always like at the forefront of my mind is I don't want to be out of the classroom yet. I am sure at some point my lower back will finally convince me that we need to leave the classroom for a decent period of time or I don't know, find a good physical therapist. Um, but I, I want to be 
like I'm so so interested in the community college level of education because I think that's where so many of the most fantastic people I've ever met have come out of um mm -hmm. so many incredible people that I look up to have taught at them have learned at them uh, there's so many places that are doing such incredible work with early childhood that you might not traditionally see on the uh, undergraduate level, but you might see it on the associates level, uh, which I think is a whole other interesting, um, like, sort of policy discussion. And I would love to be a part of that in some way. I don't like lecturer, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know if anybody wants to listen to a 35 year old, but like, part time, like, get to know people there maybe help out with like field placements I don't I would love to do that I would love to talk with the people who want to come into this profession especially because at the community college level you tend to see people from all sorts of walks of life coming into it right you see a lot of especially you see a lot of women of color uh, a lot of immigrant women and they have the most incredible experiences and are amazing and I want to hang out with them all the time and then you get like 18 year olds that just love it and want to be here forever. I'm like, yeah, how do we keep you? Stay. I don't know. That's so I'm into. So for for the last four minutes, you've been talking and there's been excitement and joy in your voice instead of existential angst. Yeah, so isn't that fun? That 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 kind of leads me to believe that that's something you really want to do I do I really really do and then sometimes I think about how to get there and then I I think a lot of times I see other people that are like at that same level who have gotten there like oh that's you know they've done so much more than I can do right they have research papers published they know people at the graduate school of education like all of these other things that I'm like oh that's you know not super accessible for me you know they they go home and they actually write on a sub stack or something I don't know um and I don't do that and if I'm not doing that now then I'm already too late and yeah that's kind of like reductivist thinking right is that a word did I make that up I feel like that's it. I don't know I'm not in front okay. of a keyboard well I am in front that's of a okay. keyboard but not I was gonna say yes you are <laughs> you're literally so 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 Sam, you're you're turning 30. You're not turning 85. Um, so what's this bullshit about being too late? I don't know, man. You've got like all the like I don't have too much social media, which is very healthy for me, I think. Um, things have been healthier since I've gotten more off social media, I think, but like I do have some and like Sometimes you see people doing things and of course they're only sharing bits of it. And of course you're never getting the full story, but it is impossible to like be somewhere and hear about things people are doing or to see what they post and, you know, wonder, you know, did you, you know, did you miss out on something? Did, should you have done something differently? Are you entirely screwed? And I think like, I'm normally not such a bummer of a person. So like, why has all of a sudden this past month made me feel that way? I want to feel the excited way. I want to be like super excited so, about it all. So that that version of Sam, that that thirty five year old version of Sam, maybe maybe she wears really cool pants, by the way. 
really cool. I don't, yeah, what? I don't know what they are, but she, I bet she has she has an incredible pant collection. G great, great. Maybe we can talk about that in a future episode. <laughs> cool shoes, also. <laughs> What, what kind of pants you're gonna? What kind, what kind of pants oh, yeah. you're gonna wear in the next decade? Cowboy pants. Yeah. Um. So look, that that job doesn't have that. Look, that's not that's not location dependent either, um. Yeah. Because because as as much stuff is online is as online now, um. That is totally a job that you could do from living in one location where maybe you had to fly in periodically for face to the face for for face to face stuff. That's totally a job you could do from whatever location you are in if you found the right place to do it. Yeah. And there are all kinds of online higher education, uh, community college-like online learning opportunities. So you could totally find yourself in one of those places that wouldn't be dependent on your on your location, right? Yeah, I could, I could do that. I could do it. And I oh. think the big block for me right now, which is why I have that weird inflection in my voice, is I'm like, oh, but do I deserve it? I should have it, like who who decides that? I don't know. That's the weird part. I'm just it's very puritanical thinking. I'm you know convinced that I like never actually deserve anything, and it's all like some weird fluke that I ended right. up and in any of these things. I, I mean, it almost sounds like you need permission to live the life you want to live. Would you mind writing me a permission slip? So uh, look, I, uh, <laughs> I I hereby grant permission for 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 Sam to do do whatever the fuck she wants to do. Um, I mean, if you've got yeah. my permission, what else could what what other roadblocks could there be? Um, so if it's something I you want, my own permission slip. If it's something you want to do, and it's something that is in the realm of possibility, because I mean, the technology exists. There are there are there are places that are in demand that are in 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 need of of qualified educators. You've got your master's degree. What other what other roadblocks? What other steps are there for you to get to the place where that's something you're doing? Oh boy, geez. Um... Well, first, go back and listen to every podcast and make sure I didn't, you know, blatantly offend large groups of people. I don't think no, I know. <laughs> no, no, you don't need to give a fuck about that. Um, I think I think a lot of it is is telling myself that the things I have done are valuable and the way I look at the world is valuable, and I cannot only help other people learn a lot but can learn a lot from other people in that sort of position right is that the interest in doing it isn't so much as being in a position of power because i am in, I, I i don't think i'm a good authoritative figure um but i love being in conversation with people i love it so much and the times i've been in classes where i've been in conversation with my professors and my teachers have been some of the best times that I've had. So feeling like I'm ready to do that, I think is a lot of personal work, right? A lot of stuff that like only I can work out. Like you actually just have to do it. Um, and okay, then that was that, like, was that was three minutes of very esoteric stuff. I'm I talking, really I'm talking esoteric. practical, concrete. What, uh, what, what every day after work could you spend 15 minutes on? that would get oh, you boy. towards that goal. Good cue. I feel like every day after work, 15 minutes, or even sometimes during work when they are asleep, um, 
not the teachers, the children, actually like writing down some of the thoughts that I'm having about certain things, right? Actually putting pen to paper or finger to uh, keyboard and writing things down that are either questions I have or things I'm noticing or connections I'm making, etc. I feel like being more linked in with people, not later, not the website, um, but like linked in with a lot of what's happening currently is also good. Like I'm on a bunch of um, mailing lists and that's been really great. Like I get very excited when they come into my inbox and I get to read these things that other people are saying because it sort of feels like you're in conversation with people. Um, yeah, that's, I feel like it's really just, uh, getting the, getting what's in this esoteric smooth brain of mine into a word processing document. Well, so why aren't you doing that? Yeah, why isn't she doing it? Partly because I'm real tired. Um, and I also like there's, you know, all of the regular things in a regular life you have to do, right? Like laundry. Um, I really also like my fiber arts crafting. I like my quilting. I like my knitting. I like my crocheting. They feel very nice. Uh, same reason as like, you know, why don't I read as much as I would like to? Why don't I work out as much as I would like to? I have prioritized different things and it isn't losing anything to shift my priorities in this sense because these are also things i want to do and to be so in order to get them we do a little we do a little dance we move things around we experiment with doing more writing after work and not making three hats although so i really do enjoy making the hat is there a chance that some of those other things that are getting priority are really escape activities and excuses for not doing the other stuff because the other stuff is a little bit harder and a little bit more uh, in the unknown and a little bit more challenging and a little bit more maybe uh, yeah, scary. I'm, I'm a human being. I don't like uncertainty. I would rather be in the certain of the easy thing. That's sure. so that's so comfortable for me. I don't want to do the hard thing, Jeff. What if I'm bad at the hard you, thing? What if the hard thing is a bummer? Your mic was cutting out again because you were oh, being no. animated. I was being animated and explaining what if the hard thing is hard and I'm bad at it sometimes and I fail at it. And, you know, what if I don't always have a positive attitude about the hard thing? Well, okay. Avoid, um, avoid, avoid. You were, if I recall right from we did your early journey, uh, early learning journey with uh, with did. Tamar, you were you were one of those good students, always getting the stickers and always, uh, always, uh, always the good kid. And Bossy older uh, sister type. Not a not a lot of not a lot of experience failing at things, huh? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I remember the first time I got told off in class because I was being a little obnoxious. Uh, and I, again, I, I still have that. I, I remember it very explicitly. I was like, oh no, I'm a bad kid now, which is horrifying as like now an adult who hangs out with children a lot. I'm like, oh my gosh, I never want any of you to feel that way. Um, but I also don't like, it wasn't anything that anyone could have done differently. It's just like how all of my little neurons are wired together in a special soup. And, and so you need to, you need to, 
I can't tell you what you need to do. You need to toughen the fuck up. Maybe you should consider doing one or two of those more challenging things and making it okay to fail or not be perfect. Yeah. And also like not worry about disappointing people. I worry about that all the time. Because again, I, I feel like I'm I'm such a and this comes a lot from my upbringing right is that every time you walk around on a military base and your dad works there in a somewhat officer capacity at a small hospital that he's in charge of everything you do goes back to that every and like there's nowhere else to go it's not just a small town it's literally a fishbowl you live in the fishbowl you work in the fishbowl you go to school in the fishbowl you buy your groceries in the fishbowl like there's a gate all around it so a lot of what I like reasons I like avoid things that I'm like might be hard or might make it so like someone is disappointed or doesn't like me is I don't I'm always so conscious of it coming back and hurting somebody else that I'm tangentially connected to talk to once something like that um which is a bummer way to live my life because I certainly hope no one does that for me like I'm fine I'll I'll be I'll be good you know I'm do your own thing I'll be fine and so why do I cancel? <clears throat> I don't know. Jeff's over here like, dear God, go to therapy. Well, no, I want to, no, no, I, no, frankly, Jeff is here thinking you spent too much time in therapy and, uh, <laughs> and that's why you're. Uh, Jeff, Jeff is seriously thinking you spent too much time in therapy. And that's why you're up in your fucking head about all of this, um, because that that turns a light on it. And I was reading something the other day that that uh, uh, one of the things that therapy, there's some research out that's showing and look, this is the tiny thing, but um, research is showing that that people who spend time just digging in to yeah. their their phobias and the things that bother them, they become their focus and it becomes harder to break through from them because they've spent so much time getting all up in their head about them. Um, oh yeah, totally. So, I, I can absolutely see where that has happened for me in some cases and see some cases where I've like definitely made really great strides and like figured things out and like, yeah. And now I feel like just because there's a big sticker on the calendar that says 30, we're just uh-huh. kind of again we're circling we're in the whirlpool again we're just back and we're like time to panic okay well um you've mentioned you mentioned writing and creating and that kind of stuff a couple of times so um I to wrap this it. episode up i'm gonna give you an assignment it's uh okay. december I'm- it's december 5th 6 16 p.m is. right now um i w- within the next week the next seven days you're gonna send me a 300 plus word thing that's going to turn into a post on the play evolution hq site about something that's going on in that head of yours and okay. then i'm going to edit it and send it back to you and you're going to make any approval we're going to get it and then we're going to publish it um okay. i think that then- this is i love tasks this is and, great. And then, uh, but there's got to be consequences. I I owe you $10 if I don't. No, <laughs> no, we need a, we need a worse consequence than that. We need, because um, I, I can give you $10. We need something that's much worse. Yeah. It's got to be some sort of public embarrassment. 
Um, That's my okay. whole life, baby. Okay, so the the <laughs> consequences are if uh, if you don't have that to me, I'm going to publish a post that is just gonna, the the headline is going to be um, Sam was going to it's Sam was going yes. to publish this, just, and then yes. it's going to be it's just going to be a blank page. Blank page. Look at what Sam didn't write. Yes. Let's think about the reasons why Sam didn't write this. What's yeah. her deal? What's she avoiding? Yeah. No, that's great. Do that. Yeah, it'll just have Love your this. it'll have your author box on it and it'll just be a blank <laughs> blank page. Um and and then I'll send you the link to it and then you'll Yeah, tag under disappointment on evolution. <laughs> yeah, I'll create I'll create a I don't have a disappointment tag, but I'll I'll start one. Um okay, well, I think we fixed you. I think um I think I'm think fixed. Consider um, yourself fixed. Um no, look, Sam, since I've met you, I've found you to be very astute and thoughtful and enjoyable and i would feel that my life was better if your life was going in a direction you wanted to to be going professionally because um i i think the profession would benefit from you taking a more active role in some of those kind of things and i'm i'm not talking about i'm not i'm not degrading the classroom stuff i i think you absolutely should stay in the classroom because that's that's experience and that's uh that's stuff to think about and there's lots of good in there because it because it's needed but you're totally capable of doing and there's totally an and there for you, classroom teacher and, and I think you've been putting off figuring out what that and is and making it into a reality. I very much appreciate you saying that. But it's bullshit. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just like, no, it's, yeah, I've been putting things off. It's so much easier to stay in my little snail shell. What's well, absolutely easier to, to stay in your stale shell? Look, um, how dare you challenge me to grow? Have you have you read Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg? No. Read Tiny Habits by B.J. B.J. Fogg. F O G G. Um, because doing doing hard things. Look, when we're done recording tonight, I got to go to the gym because it says on my calendar yeah, go to the gym, and I'm gonna I'm gonna deadlift just about four hundred pounds multiple times. Um, Oh my god when when a couple a couple years ago 200 pounds was a real challenge um and by the by by mid spring of 2024 i plan to have that up to 500 pounds and it's really fucking hard yeah it um, sounds awful and it's but delightful it's <laughs> wonderful because challenging yourself to do hard things shows you that you can do hard things. And when you build up a couple reps, I mean, for me, literally, but when you build up some reps of doing those hard, challenging things, it gets easier to do mentally to do the hard, challenging things. You and know, it's funny, like this is how we talk to children, right? Like when they can't zip up their coat or like, and they, you know, they can't put their shoe on and they tell me I can't do it. I'm like, hey, let's try it out. Yeah. Let's do it together. Yeah. And like, I never think less of them when they can't do the thing and they haven't done it. And then when they do do the thing, I'm I'm le legitimately so thrilled for them. And yeah. Why not apply that to yourself, Samantha? Hmm, and that's curious. that's that's how I'm waiting to be that thrilled for you. Um, hey, listeners, uh, stay tuned for when we do an episode about whatever Sam writes about, uh, or or an episode about how she failed oh, she miserably. Didn't do it. Uh, this year's from the Child Care 
Bar and Grill podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early podcast that's over one third as old as Sam. Back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks. Thanks for my free therapy session. I, I, I do, I do feel, you know, much more empowered to tackle things. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.